Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. Good evening, good evening. This is Samuel Tolley, Trusting the Truth. And I want to talk about chess. Right here I have two palms. For those that are familiar with the game, it's a game of high strategy. For those that aren't, well, you may still know that. You have queens, you have kings, you have bishops, knights, rooks, and you have all these pawns. And many times in the game of chess, you have to use misdirection. You may look like you're going after one piece, but your goal is to go over here to the other side. You, you, you're working against your opponent. He can see every move you make, but the idea is to not let your opponent understand what your real goal is. And by that deception, you hope to get your opponent to make a mistake. <clears throat> and then you want to capitalize on the mistake. In America, for the 20th century, for the probably almost the entirety of the 20th century, um, has had an opponent. It's called communism. This, this, this opponent originated, well, the history goes back to Marx and Engel, but the manifestation of communism um, grew through the Soviet Union. And now <clears throat> the biggest communist problem that we face is with China. And China uses misdirection, a lot of it. For example, we have people, um, millions of Americans that love TikTok. TikTok is a, is a web app that has games and shows all kinds of little cute videos and all kinds of stuff. But what the majority of the American people don't understand is TikTok is dangerous. It's so dangerous, in fact, that Americans and the government, the, the federal government, are forbidden from using it. And you might ask why. Well, one of the things is much of the information in TikTok goes back to communist China. I, I even understand it so much that they can even follow your keystrokes. Now, if you let somebody get inside of your software, your computer, your phone, where they can follow your keystrokes, they may be able to follow your passwords, get into your bank accounts, get into all your records. <clears throat> Another misdirective move I understand that's going on from China is they're collecting DNA samples from around the world. And they have the largest database of American DNA in the world. And, and that sounds crazy. Cause like <clears throat> we're United States of America. How are they collecting our DNA? One of the ways that they're collecting our DNA is through another form of misdirection. Um, it's my understanding. I just watched a little program this morning 
were some ancestry tools. You know, people say, oh, I want to find out where my heritage was or, you know, my, <coughs> excuse me, my DNA from my roots, as it were. And so they sent a sample of their DNA to these ancestry companies. And many of them are in cahoots or either owned by or some kind of way operating with the Communist Chinese Party. And by our desire just to get to know our roots better, we're feeding into the Chinese Communist Party our DNA. Now, they also, the Chinese uh, government, forbid companies outside of China to collect the DNA of Chinese citizens. You would think our country and our politicians would be smart enough to understand, well, hey, what is good for the goose is good for the gander. Why would we allow them to get our information and we don't get theirs? And one of the reasons why, and this sounds really scientific and real spooky, but it's true. I understand they're collecting DNA samples from around the world because they also are trying to engineer genetic bioweapons based on the DNA of certain classes of, or races of people. It reminds me of a movie I watched in the 70s called Three the Hard Way. <clears throat> it was a movie with Jim Brown, Jim Kelly, and Fred Williamson. And they were like, you know, one guy was in L.A., one was in Chicago, and the other one was in Detroit. And they come to find out that this racist uh, neo-Nazi uh, group in America discovered a way to... Um, poison the water supply where it would only kill black people. And so they were going about the business of trying to dismantle that organization, destroy that situation, because obviously, you know, they were black and, and they wanted black folks to live. And that was back in the 70s. And now we're talking stuff that could really be exponentially getting close to that realm. Not necessarily just after black people, but anybody, anybody that isn't Chinese, of course. But that's chess. And these chess moves, if we're not careful, can destroy us. And if we don't pay attention to what other folks are doing, or if we're, or we're, if we're melancholy and all we want to do is go to work, come home, drink our beer, kick back and make love to our wife. I find out one day that we've bit the bullet. But I wasn't even talking today about, or looking at talking about the communist Chinese. I'm talking about the roots of what's going on in the United States. Right now we have intense racial animosity. And it really, from my recollection, heated up once Barack Obama became president, because it, was, it wasn't like that. <clears throat> but this stuff has been going on way longer than Barack Obama. This stuff has been going on before I was born, and I was born in 1952. There has been a concerted effort from the, from the communist Russians to dismantle the United States from the inside. You know... <clears throat> When your enemy is just as strong or stronger than you, 
it may be suicide to just try to confront him and defeat him straight up. I mean, you know, Russia got a bunch of nukes. We got a bunch of nukes. Russia knew even before we had the nukes, or we all of them had the one, that to defeat the United States would be very problematic. So they had to think of another way of doing it because their goal is to destroy capitalism. You know, um, so they they try to formulate a way to help us corrode from the inside. So whatever problems that we have internally, they were going to fester those problems. They were going to try to work on those problems. They're going to try to make those problems more acute. And black Americans right now, many of them act like this is the worst country in the world. When in fact, it's still the best. And many of them have no knowledge of how it is outside of the United States. All they're hearing is the propaganda and the poison in the United States to try to make the United States the demon. And then you got these black folks that feel animus to white folks and they're you know, creating havoc on many fronts. And then you got white folks that's, that, that's dealing with havoc on many fronts. And people would love to have a race war. Now, for any black person thinking about they like to have a race war, let me just say this. You have lost your mind. There is no way that what, what maybe 30 million of us, 35 million, is going to defeat over 170 million people. I mean, they can they can they can take twice as many numbers and they still win even if we were inclined to do something stupid like that. But most of us don't think like that. But the people that want to play chess and want to remove the United States from the global scene, want to create as much havoc and destruction of this country as they can. And keeping different folks from different racial categories at each other's throats is one of the prime ways they do it. And what's amazing is that they've also figured out how to do it inside the church. Matter of fact, inside the church is one of the places they plan to go from day one. I want to show you a short video from a gentleman named uh, G. Edward Griffith. This is about, I don't know, six or seven minutes long. It's, it's short of a bigger video that he made back in the 60s and he's talking about black people in the communist party he's actually talking about uh starting out talking about this gentleman uh manning johnson now manning johnson and i said this on other videos that i've done before was a black man in 1958 he wrote this book called uh colored uh communism and common sense. He was a Marxist. He believed wholeheartedly that the Communist Party was going to be the best thing for Americans in general and black folks in particular, until he discovered that black people were being used just to help get the communists in control of the country. And I think he may have even been killed behind this, but once he figured out what was going on, his Christian roots 
got a hold of him and protected him and made him renounce communism. So first, I'm going to show you a little clip of Mr. Griffin talking about Mr. Johnny, uh, Mr. Johnson. And then I want to read a little excerpt from his book. So let's take a look at this real quick. 1928, the communists declared that the racial differences among our people constituted the weakest and most vulnerable point in our social fabric. By constantly probing and straining at this one spot, they calculated that eventually the cloth could be torn apart and that Americans could be divided, weakened, and perhaps even set against each other in open combat. We mustn't kid ourselves into thinking that the communists have placed their agitators only into the black communities. They're working both sides of the street. They want hatred, violence, and bloodshed between the races, and they don't care how they get it or whom they use, even children if necessary. Here is a book that I think ought to be in every home library. It's entitled Color, Communism, and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. He joined the party as a young man because he honestly believed that the communists were trying to improve the conditions of his people. He was a dedicated communist and eventually he rose to one of the highest ranks. But after many years, he discovered that instead they were merely planning to use his people in a bloody revolution to destroy America. And when he woke up to this, he dropped out of the party and devoted the rest of his life trying to alert his fellow citizens of all races to the true nature of the Communist Party as he knew it to be from the inside. Manning Johnson said, Black Rebellion was what Moscow wanted bloody racial conflict would split America. During the confusion, demoralization and panic would set in. Then finally the Reds say, workers stop work. Many of them seize arms by attacking arsenals. Street fights become frequent. Under the leadership of the Communist Party, the workers organize revolutionary committees to be in command of the uprising. Armed workers seize the principal government offices, invade the residences of the president and his cabinet members, arrest them, declare the old regime abolished, establish their own power. Now, here is a piece of vicious communist propaganda that perhaps some of you have seen. It's called The Crusader. It's written by Robert F. Williams, one of the organizers of the Revolutionary Action Movement. In this issue of The Crusader, the communists call not only for extensive chaos within the cities, but for putting to the torch every village, every forest, every field, and every barn. The plan is for raging fires from one city to the next. The reason? Well, first, there's the value of sheer destruction. Secondly, it would force us to deploy our defenses and rescue units over the widest possible area. The communists point out that as long as our police and National Guard remain concentrated, they're invincible. But if they can be forced to spread out, over the entire city and into the countryside as well. Then they can be picked off from ambush one by one. And the third value of massive fire to the communists is psychological. The average American, they say, soft and decadent, when he sees billows of black smoke rising from one horizon to the other, when at night the only light he has to see by is the flickering red from flames leaping into the sky, he'll become paralyzed with fear and panic you run away and hide and do nothing to interfere with the guerrilla bands as they strike at the community's power centers. The Crusader explains how to set up sniper units in crowded metropolitan areas, how to manufacture jumbo Molotov cocktails, 
the gallon jug size, and how to mix the gasoline with certain ingredients to make it burn like napalm, how to pour gasoline into utility manholes in the streets to set fire to the main telephone cables, how to put sulfur tips from matches into air conditioning units and blow up large buildings, how to ignite gas mains and oil storage tanks. It explains how radio-controlled model airplanes can be used to fly explosive charges over heavily guarded fences into gasoline storage areas or munition stockpiles. It even calls for infiltration into the National Guard units, revolutionaries posing as non-militants for the purpose of getting free military training and for gaining access to critical military supplies and heavy weapons. And then, finally, Robert Williams says this. Any all-out minority revolution must create a state of crisis wherein almost all of the male population would be forced to remain in their homes to protect their property and families. The middle class is very large, but it is not accustomed to deprivation and terror. Because of its affluence, it has waxed soft. It has no stomach for massive fire, blood, and violence. The motive force behind its life drive is its endless pursuit of prestige, conspicuous consumption, and sensual pleasure. A few years of violent, sporadic, and highly destructive uprisings will set the stage for the grand finale. After the stage is properly set through protracted struggle, America could be brought to her knees in 90 days of highly organized, fierce fighting, sabotage, and massive firestorm. Ladies and gentlemen, the plans and preparations for a communist revolution of force and violence are far advanced. The organization behind these preparations has almost unlimited financial resources, and it provides both training and leadership based upon years of experience in many other countries. Our enemies are deadly serious about their task, and it's nothing short of national suicide for us to continue to ignore their plans and their progress. The violent revolution becomes of primary value to the communists to the extent to which it can be used to condition the masses psychologically to accept the non-violent revolution, which is offered supposedly as the only alternative. Hoping to avoid further violence and bloodshed, the public is to be pressured into accepting measures that will move the country gradually and legally toward communism, but without calling it that. The strategy of the proletarian revolution calls for the quiet conversion of our government into a communist regime, but under the banner of socialism. Well, what is socialism? All right, let's define it. According to the dictionary, socialism is a political concept based upon the principle of government ownership and control of property, the means of production, and the avenues of commerce. Under socialism, those who run the government, and the communists are confident that in America they eventually will be the ones who do so, those who run the government will know who is to get something and who has to wait, and that represents control over human beings. What has all this to do with the communist revolution in America? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has everything to do with it because the building of socialism is the communist revolution in America. It represents the process whereby our country can be moved gradually toward communism without the people even being aware of it. 
No matter what grievance we may have, real or imagined, no matter what national problems we may face, the communists seize upon these as excuses to build socialism. They have one and only one solution for all problems. More government, more government, and then more and more until it's total government. And forgive me for saying it one more time, total government is communism. There's another book I want to talk about. And it's called The Naked Communist. It was written by a gentleman named W. Cleon Scoson. I think it was about 1963 or, or, or in the early 60s or 58. I'm not sure. But at any rate, what happened was in 1963, he laid out 45 goals that the Communist Party has or had, most of those goals have already been achieved for the United States. And goal number 15, I was just thinking about it as you were watching the clip, was capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. And we have many Democrats running around talking about being socialist these days. Bernie Sanders is unabashedly AOC. You know, and a lot of them are talking about universal health care. We need one health care. That sounds great. Oh, gee, if we got, you know, universal health care, we don't have to pay for it. Yeah, that sounds great until you put it into practice. In Canada, many people will come to the United States to get health care because they have to wait so long for that universal health care they have. And in England, the same thing. Or you got folks whose teeth are rotten out because it's not easy for them to get to a dentist. And you have when you have this so-called universal health care, they 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 can't take care of all these people all the time. So they have to make priorities on who gets treatment, and then they got to make priorities on how much treatment you can get. Do you know in Canada right now, they even pressure folks that they you know you've been living too long. Maybe it's time to just die you know we can give you medication instead of you you know prolonging this pain that you're going through i think they just recently got some that they were talking about young folks you know because if you can truncate the number of people on a system then the system could be a little bit more manageable now when, when mr griffin was talking about more and more government more in this and the deception, like he's talking about them taking over the country without people knowing it. Let me tell you one of the ways that they can take it over and you don't know it. If they institute digital currency, where instead of you getting your dollars out your pocket, and I and I, I, I encourage everybody, anybody to hear anything I say, start taking money out the bank and spending cash. I know it's convenient to use your ATM card. I do it all the time. I'm not going to lie. But the problem is this. If they can control your cash, they can control you. When, when, when the Canadian uh, truckers had a rally uh, last year, when they were protesting and they were raising all kinds of havoc, the government shut down their bank accounts. So they couldn't get their money. 
So what do you think can happen to people if 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 there is no cash and all your money is electronic? In China, you have they have a system. We have social credit. And depending on how you are in your society, if they deem you to be a problem, they can restrict what you can buy. I won't let you buy anything at all. That is control. That is socialism working its way to communism. And we in the United States have taken too much for granted. The Bill of Rights was put in place by the founding fathers, especially to guarantee our safety net from the government. And these people who want to take control of us um, are all about dismantling everything. Matter of fact, you know, like I said, uh, the 45 things that the communist people wanted to do, number 30 was discredit the American founding fathers, present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. That's what we got going on now in America. They were all, they were all racist. They, they were all slave owners. They were horrible people. <clears throat> when the Constitution itself was a document that even in its own nature it was an anti-slavery document. It, it was in it was embedded in the Constitution to get rid of slavery. I've done videos on it before. I can do it later, but I can't get into that right now. Number twenty-nine: discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. This is communist goals to help destroy America. And they're making us, pitting us against each other, trying to make us and the enemy black and white against each other while they're sitting back watching us implode from the inside. Well, they're watching us implode on the inside while they're on the outside. Let's get back to Mr. Manning. I'm gonna read an excerpt from Colored Common Sense, Colored Communism and Common Sense. You know, you can get this book, you can buy it, you can get it online for free. You look for it. But just like Mr. Griffin said, this is a book that should be in everybody's library. I've given it to a couple of persons. One, I know read it, and I think he got something out of it. The other one, I think, as far as I know, he didn't do anything with it. Well, let's take a look here. Let's talk about this. Okay. I think this is in chapter two. A large number of Negro ministers are all for com the communists. Some are prominent and influential. Others are run-of-the-mill. They in common believe that beating the racial drums is a shortcut to prominence, money, and the realization of personal ambitions, even if the Negro masses are left prostrate and bleeding, expendables in the mad scramble for power. I've seen all kinds of preachers like that. You see them on TV. You see these so-called civil rights leaders that always show up when there's blood in the water. 
But when the daily struggles of people, you never hear a thing about them. They never, they never show up unless there's blood in the water, particularly if a white policeman, preferably if a white policeman kills a black man, then they show up. But as far as the average common everyday black man just trying to live and do his thing, you don't see these people. Albert W. Berry, like I said, this book was written in 1958, so keep that in mind. Columnist in the Daily Worker, official organ of the Communist Party, recently praised these ministers as fulfilling their historic role, i.e. delivering the Negro into the hands of the communists. Neither his pen nor his lips had such praise prior to the 1934-1935 period. See, I told you this is way before I was born. I was born in 52. Then the Moscow line was clear. The resolution on the Negro question stated, in the work among the Negroes, special attention should be paid to the role played by the churches and preachers who are acting on behalf of American imperialism. The party must conduct a continuous and carefully worked out campaign among Negro masses, sharpened primarily against the preachers and the churchmen who are the agents of the oppressors of the Negro race. I remember talking about Margaret Sanger, how she got black preachers so she can do her dirty work. Everybody that goes to that black preacher to get to the black people because they look at the black people as folks that want to serve God. Well, many of us did, but many of us were naive. All the instructions from Moscow at the time ordered Reds to combat the influence of the church because the church, by offering the Negro worker and peasant for the miseries they are enduring in this world, compensation in heaven are befogging the minds of the Negro workers and peasants, making them a helpless prey to capitalism and imperialism. In other words, they couldn't compete with God, with the Bible was saying. They couldn't compete with the fact that no matter what you do to me, uh, if I put my trust in God, it's going to be good for eternity. And so, you know, they, 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 they had to think of a different plan. So the different plan. The public denunciation of Negro sky pilots, that's the thing, I'm going to heaven, sky pilot, cynic, called communist name for clergy, was likewise stopped on orders from Moscow. So they had to stop just slamming them. Oh, you got a sky pilot joke. The deeply religious Negro masses whom the Kremlin wanted to use as expendables in the struggle for power shied away from the party. A frontal attack on religion resulted in isolation from Negroes. See, that didn't work. You know, when you, you know, when they just went that way, we tried to go hard on them. You know, this guy's up, this is garbage. That didn't work. So what does the devil do? Comes with another plan. 
<sighs> Therefore, deception of the chess move was to be tried. The honeyed phrase replaced harsh words. The smile replaced the smirk. The velvet glove covered the mailed fist. Humility replaced arrogance. The handshake replaced hostility. All that was distasteful and wicked in the past was to be forgotten in the face of a need for a common front against the white oppressors. Now, we're your friends. We're going to help you against these white folks. That's the enemy. We're on your side. The devil was sick and an angel he would be. Like I said, this is the writing of May Johnson. Application of the new line embarked the communists on an era of outstanding success in infiltrating and penetrating the Negro church. So when they switched up, and they got nice and soft and tried to be friendly instead of mocked them. They got their clutches in there. Number 27 of the 45 goals. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. You get the CRT, you get this, I think the guy's name was James Cole, the social gospel, Martin Luther King. He had the social gospel. When you get this gospel void of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, void of repentance and turning your life over to God, void of trusting the Lord and trusting in his word versus trusting man. Look at the roots of this thing. The Communist Party. A tool of the Communist Party. You know, it, it, it amazes me. It, like I said, uh, number 15, where someone taking over one of the uh, parties and the Democrat Party is surely been taken over in, in in my opinion. They're always talking about how bad it is for the black man, but we're gonna take care of you. We're there for you. Now they got folks talking about giving folks five million dollars for being black in San Francisco. Talking about reparations all over the country. Now they got people in the streets in San Francisco. The, 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 even the state of California's budget's out of whack. And, and Newsom's talking about giving folks a bunch of money. But my attitude is this. Fine, I lived in California for 65, 60, no, shit, about 67, 68 years. You want to give money? Then fine, send me a check. But only, but only take my money from Democrats because it was a Democrat party. There was a party of slavery, not Republicans. It was a Democrat party, the party of Jim Crow. It was a Democrat party, the party of 
of the Ku Klux Klan. It was a Democrat party, the party of segregation, you know, uh, separate but equal, uh, water fountain separation, all lynching, the whole thing was Democrats. So if, so if Democrats feel that bad about stuff, then send me a check. But don't make anybody else pay for it, but Democrats. These people, I tell you, they're trying to make moves. They're trying to put the carrot in front of you. But the communists, you know, this utopia they always speak about, it doesn't exist. You know, one of the statements from uh, Mr. Cleon in his book, The Naked uh, Communist, is as follows. Take, for example, the problem of government. Marx and Engels would solve these problems by working for the day when they could eliminate government. Problems of moral, moral would be solved by doing away with morals. Problems growing out of religion would be solved by doing away with religion. Problems of marriage, home, and family would be eliminated by doing away with marriage home and family. The problems arising out of property rights would be resolved by not allowing anyone to have any property rights. Now, this sounds ridiculous, but in the, in the book 1984, they did away with crime. So they didn't have a crime problem except for people that got out of line, they disappeared in the middle of the night. So this idea of no crime didn't exist, but they had crime. Now, I'm gonna play about an eight minute video referring to the naked communist, the book. And it's gonna give you all 45 of the goals of the Communist Party. And then if time permits, I want to get into this queer thing and the application of some of these goals that are happen or are gonna happen at University of Notre Dame. So let's see what we have here. The Naked Communist by W. Cleon Skousen Ronald Reagan, President of the United States, added his own endorsement. No one is better qualified to discuss the threat to this nation from communism. You will be alarmed. You will be informed. Dr. Ben Carson, surgeon, philanthropist, journalist, and candidate for U.S. President, said the book opened his eyes to the workings of America's greatest enemy. The Naked Communist lays out the whole progressive plan. It is unbelievable how fast it has been achieved. Radio host Glenn Beck said, Skousen predicted someday you won't be able to find the truth anywhere, because the history of this country is going to be hijacked by communists. I think we are there. 
J. Edgar Hoover, the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation for 37 years, never endorsed books, but came close when he said, I feel certain that your efforts on this important subject, communism, will receive widespread attention and consideration. Current Communist Goals 1. U.S. acceptance of coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. 2. U.S. willingness to capitulate in preference to engaging in atomic war. 3. Develop the illusion that total disarmament by the United States would be a demonstration of moral strength. 4. Permit free trade between all nations, regardless of communist affiliation, and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. 5. Extension of long-term loans to Russia and Soviet satellites. 6. Provide American aid to all nations, regardless of communist domination. 7. Grant recognition of Red China. Admission of Red China to the UN. 8. Set up East and West Germany as separate states, in spite of Khrushchev's promise in 1955 to settle the Germany question by free elections under the supervision of the UN. 9. Prolong the conferences to ban atomic tests because the U.S. has agreed to suspend tests as long as negotiations are in progress. 10. Allow all Soviet satellites individual representation in the U.N. 11. Promote the U.N. as the only hope for mankind. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one-world government with its own independent armed forces. Some communist leaders believe the world can be taken over as easily by the U.N. as by Moscow. Sometimes these two centers compete with each other as they are now doing in the Congo. 12. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. 13. Do away with all loyalty oaths. 14. Continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. 15. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. 16. Use technical decisions of the courts to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. 17. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. 18. Gain control of all student newspapers. 19. Use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. 20. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, and policy-making positions. 21. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. 22. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. 23. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. 24. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. 25. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, 
motion pictures, radio, and TV. 26. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. 27. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. 28. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. 29. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. 30. Discredit the American Founding Fathers. Present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. 31. Belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Give more emphasis to Russian history since the communists took over. 32. Support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. 33. Eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with the operation of the communist apparatus. 34. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. 35. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. 36. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. 37. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. 38. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders, which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat. 39. Dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. 40. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. 41. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. 42. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic, political, or social problems. 43. Overthrow all colonial governments before native populations are ready for self-government. 44. Internationalize the Panama Canal. 45. Repeal the Connolly Reservation so the U.S. cannot prevent the World Court from seizing jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the World Court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. Well, 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 as you can see, um, those folks are diabolical and they were not playing around. Let's see an application of some of this stuff that they uh, did and or they requested. Now, uh, hold on a second. Um, full disclosure. Um, this is pertaining to the University of Notre Dame. 
And as you know or should know, or will know what I'm telling you, the University of Notre Dame <clears throat> is a Catholic school, college. I'm not Catholic, and I'm not purporting to be Catholic. And but this is they got this event that's getting ready to happen in a couple of days. And let's read over this real quick. So you can see um, what it has to say. University of Notre Dame to host queer holiness event. I mean, right there, we can stop. Queer holiness event. Critics call it revolt against God. Yeah, I would too. The University of Notre Dame will host an event entitled Queer Holiness, an experiential Christian anthropology, even though college Catholic Church teaches labels homosexuality as a sin. Yes, it does. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as a transmission belt for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbook. Obviously, these are inserts from the 45 communist goals. Number 26, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, healthy. Notre Dame's John C. Riley Center will host the event, which features Anglican priests and others, and excuse me, and author the Reverend Charles Bell on the evening of March 23 at Hager Hall. This event is also being promoted by the university's gender studies program. <clears throat> so we have a college that needs to have a gender studies program. You know, you can have that class done in about two minutes. There are two genders, male and female. Uh, leave your grade, your thing over there and pick up your grade in the morning. That's ridiculous. Well, let's move on. Um, Bell wrote the 2022 book, Queer Holiness. The gift of LGBTQI people to the church. This is insulting. For millennia, institutional churches have told LGBTQI people what God expects them to be and how to act. In part of the church, in parts of the church, LGBTQI people remain the subject of hostile questions rather than being embraced as equal children of God. Reads the event's description. Charles Bell faces these issues head on. His thesis is simple. To reject the overwhelming scientific and experimental knowledge about LGBTQI people is no longer valid. I don't know what that means. They're still male or female. Whatever their sexual proclivities is, they're still male and female, period. Number 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and violations of free speech and free press. So I guess the LGBTQ 
part of the Catholic Church and the University of Notre Dame wants to have this free speech and bring in this weird guy who is antithetical to their faith. The problem with these people when they do this stuff is it's usually always one-sided. They, they bring in the extreme folks from the left, but they don't let the solid folks on the right have the same ground. The Christian Post reached out to the uh, Notre Dame University for this story. However, a response was not received by press time. John Ritchie, director of the conservative Catholic organization, TFP, Student Action, told the Christian Post that the event sounded like an act of revolt against God, an insult to the Blessed Virgin Mary, and a mockery of 2,000 years of Catholic moral teaching. TFP Student Action is the campus outreach ministry and the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property. The centerpiece of Notre Dame's Golden Dome is a beautiful statue of the Virgin Mary, a model of purity, said Richie. This event is disgraceful because it favors sin of lust and impurity and thus insults the holy purity of the mother of God. Like I said, I'm not Catholic. I'm just reading the article and inserting the points um, that apply from this communist 45 goals. It's impossible to serve God faithfully and at the same time wave the rainbow flag. I agree with that. Richie also told CP that Notre Dame has a history of allowing pro-homosexual activities and events that undermine its Catholic identity while also having stifling young Catholic voices. That's, that's, isn't that something? You got this. See, the only reason why Notre Dame can get away with this crap is because most of these folks that, are, that go to Notre Dame aren't practicing Catholics. It, 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 if, if this was... If this school was truly uh, housing God-fearing Catholics, they'd shut this down in a day because Notre Dame wouldn't be able to exist. But just like on the Protestant side, we got so many Protestants that put up with crap that, that are antithetical to God, so as it is on the Catholic side. I personally witnessed campus police shut down a display that promoted traditional marriage as the sacred union between one man and one woman, he continued. Number 40, discredit the family as an institution, encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Back in 2014, Notre Dame police were ordered to shut down TFP student action table designed to promote God's marriage. There was no inclusion, no sensitivity, and no academic safe zone to accommodate moral values. Number 41, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influences of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. 
people. You people spend your money and send them kids there. And you're spending your money to send your kids to an institution that is teaching them to reject you. How stupid is that? In response to the event, Richie said that volunteers with TFP intend to offer up sacrifices of prayers of reparations to God and encourage as many students as possible to practice the angelic virtue of purity. Number 28. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of the separation of church and state. Notre Dame was founded in 1842 and was originally governed by priests belonging to the Congregation of Holy Cross, a missionary order until 1967 when it was decided to shift leadership to a board of, comprised of lay and religious leaders. Well, there you go, people. There you go. We're being played. We've been played. We're being played on all kinds of levels. We're being played on a religious level. We're being played on a political level. We're being played on a social, economical level. We're being played against each other, and the roots go back to communism, which goes back to Satan. And we are ignoring the game. Americans need to wake up. We need to understand you can't fight the battle unless you understand the enemy. And we need to wake up, understand the enemy, particularly us Christians, and get on the page with God. You know, stop fighting our brothers and recognize who's making the moves against us. The deflection while they're just tearing us apart from the inside. Wake up, people. Wake up. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out.